G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. As we do on a Monday, we like to check in with the Australian Christian Lobby. Always a great pleasure when we get to welcome Martin Niles, the Managing Director of the ACL. Martin, a special welcome back to 2020. G'day, Neil. It's good to be back. Hey, some important things to talk about today, Martin, but let's tackle some of those which are now time-sensitive because something's coming up Friday this week, a deadline uh, for listeners to participate. The Australian Law Reform Commission Inquiry into Christian Schools. What's so important for listeners to know about this inquiry? Well, it's very important because the Australian Law Reform Commission, which is one of the main bodies that the government relies on to get advice from about law reform, uh, that, uh, that body has put out a recommendation that the government change the law relating to Christian schools in Australia, and the recommendations threaten the future of Christian schooling. That sounds dramatic, but it's not. They really are quite shocking. Uh, And this week is sort of the last opportunity people have to uh, put in their feedback and let the government know that they should not heed the Australian Law Reform Commission's recommendations. Now, those recommendations, the legal jargon is that they want to change Section 38 of the Sex Discrimination Act. Uh, But in practice, what that means is three things, essentially. First of all, it means that Christian schools would not be able to prefer staff who practice the faith of the school. And so if you don't have staff that are identifiably Christians in the Christian school, you don't really have a Christian school. We all know that. So that's the first thing that's a threat. The second thing that's a threat uh, that's threatened is that Christian schools won't be able to teach Christian ethical beliefs without the threat of being sued and taken to tribunals, etc., by activists all the time, and the activists will probably win particularly ethical beliefs around what it meant, what, sex, what God's design for sexuality is, what God's design for gender identity is, and all those sorts of controversial things in the culture today with which Christian schools seek to uphold. And the third thing that uh, is threatened is Christian schools' ability to have policies on the school grounds which reflect Christian ethical teaching. So, for example, they might say, well, at a Christian school, it's very important because God made us male and female that we uh, wear the uniform of our biological sex or we use the toilet that aligns with our biological sex or we sleep in the dormitories on school camp that align with our biological sex or, hey, at a Christian school, you can't have a gay pride group marching on the Oval uh, at lunchtime and you can't do this and you can't do that. Of course, we expect that. It's a Christian environment. But unfortunately, Christian schools uh, would be very unlikely to be able to uphold those standards on the school grounds. And so the sum total of those problems is that you don't have Christian schools anymore if these changes are made. It's that serious. The future of Christian schooling uh, is really uh, at, at risk as a result of this, these recommendations, and people have this week only to please, and I really, really must ask people, please write to the government and say, Please don't 
follow these recommendations because the government at the moment is likely to and we need to change that. And the way people can do that is they just need to go to the Australian Christian Lobby's website, acl.org.au, dead simple, and you'll see the links there. And there's even a help sheet. There's an information sheet and explainer which will assist you to write well in making that submission. It'll only take you a few minutes. It's worth it. We need to save our Christian schools. Well, it certainly demonstrates, doesn't it, the true value of the Australian Christian lobby when you've got an issue like this. As you say, Martin, something that could spell the end of authentic Christian schooling in Australia. And the ALRC, the Law Reform Commission, they are inviting public input. So this Friday the 24th is a deadline and you've got a help sheet for people who will respond to that, take some action. And there might be some listening who are thinking, I've never taken any action like this before. Uh, Maybe this is the first time uh, that you're going to turn over a new leaf and do something different. The interesting thing here, though, Martin, is that, as I understand it, activists are flooding this public survey with all sorts of negative feedback. So there is a battle of numbers here. How does that all work, do you know? Well, yeah, there is a battle of numbers. So the government needs to hear sufficient feedback uh, from each side of the issue to know that this is a big deal. Uh, And if Christians, if those who care about Christian schools are not having their voice heard, the government will simply say, oh, well, Uh, The only voice we heard was the voice in favour of passing these recommendations and compromising Christian schools into the future. Let's go ahead with it. They need to know that it's not that simple. They need to know that there's many Australians out there who love their Christian schools, that, you know, something like a third of students in Australia go to Christian and independent schools, and that those people are not happy with these recommendations. They need to hear their voice. And so that's why if the activists who are on the other side of this issue are flooding the system, we also need to flood the system so that the government can say, oh, hang on, there's a lot of controversy around this. We need to take it easy. We need to reassess this. We need to look more closely. Maybe we can make some changes and tweaks. That's the goal. That's what we're trying to achieve. Uh, It might might be valuable for me just to add this, Neil, as an aside. I went to a Christian school, and it was a Christian school where the gospel was taught or the gospel was lived out and Christianity was modelled among the staff, you know, in an exemplary way. And there were a lot of kids at my Christian school who were there not from Christian backgrounds themselves, but actually became Christians in the course of their schooling. Uh, There were several in my year level who became Christians at school, and there are several today who are in Christian ministry and who are in pastoral ministry because of the witness of my Christian school and the change that it brought about in their life. And so this is a spiritual thing. You know, I, I, I sometimes look at these activist moves and I think, wow, They really, really know how to target the gospel sometimes. Uh, And this is one of those moments. And so I'd endorse what you said, Neil. There'll be people out there who have never taken action before. I just want to say, look, this is one of those times. If you're a non-activist, if you're someone who hasn't written into the ALRC or whatever in the past, and you're going to do it once, you should do it now. Okay, so you've got a link there on the Australian Christian Lobby website. So it's acl.org.au. And find that link for the ALRC Inquiry, ALRC Australian Law Reform Commission, ALRC Inquiry. Hey, uh, Martin, a couple of cases that are now emerging and uh, Christians, uh, hostility because of their religious beliefs. Uh, Let's touch on those. Uh, what, What sort of things have emerged? 
Well, there's a couple of cases at the moment. Uh, the most grievous one to me, I think, is the case of a Victorian police officer uh, who has been working for the Victorian police force for well over 30 years. Uh, and uh, he posted some things on Facebook which were taken as disparaging to the LGBT community. One post was highlighting the hypocrisy of not allowing an Anzac Day parade, uh, but allowing uh, the Pride Parade to go ahead uh, during the times of COVID. Um, and another one was him objecting to uh, LGBT activism in schools. Uh, and he did so in quite strong terms, saying that uh, it, 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 it upsets him to see this stuff being forced on children. Uh, and as a result of those posts on his private Facebook account, the Victoria Police have summarily dismissed him for gross misconduct. Uh, and uh, he's a strong Catholic man. He's got a strong religious background. But more than that, he has well over 30 years of absolutely impeccable service to the Victorian police. And I think it highlights something. You know, I was reflecting to myself, I was thinking, you know, what if uh, this police officer had gone on social media and said, you know, I'm an atheist and actually I hate religion. And I think that Christians are quite crazy. And I think that Christians are responsible for a lot of the suffering and pain in the world. You know, is he going to be summarily dismissed from the police force for saying that uh, when he has well over 30 years of impeccable service? Of course he's not going to be. And so there is a need here for, I think, uh, further legal protections around religious discrimination. Uh, in Victoria, that police officer may have a leg to stand on legally. But in New South Wales, if the same thing were to happen, he probably wouldn't because there's no protection uh, for religious discrimination in the state of New South Wales. Uh, and that's why the other case, which is a New South Wales case, a gentleman who owns a quick copy printing shop, uh, he had some uh, gay activists come to him and ask him to print some flyers for them to uh, distribute in relation to the upcoming uh, Mardi Gras and, and, and gay pride events in Sydney. Uh, and he simply said, look, I ask for your respect uh, in this matter, but I can't print those flyers. I'm a, uh, it's against my religious beliefs. Now, Again, here's a guy who could be hung out to dry by activists. Uh, and again, he has no protection uh, for uh, his religion in the state of New South Wales. And that's why we're calling on the Perite government in New South Wales and the opposition, uh, Labor, Chris Minns, led by Chris Minns, to look seriously at a religious discrimination bill or religious discrimination reforms in the state of New South Wales. Because unbelievably... There is no protection in relation to religious discrimination in the state of New South Wales at all. And it really is alone among all the states in that regard. Well, we might look forward to perhaps someone asking the Premier and the opposition leader a question at a couple of forums that are coming up a little later on this week. Hey, Martin, something very important to touch on. A story that broke last week, the Queensland Police uh, making a declaration that the uh, shootings that happened uh, last year in a Western Queensland community, and, uh, and we were all aware of those, uh, tragic event. Uh, but uh, there's something important here. Uh, when, it's, when it's actually characterised by the police as an act of domestic terrorism linked to a Christian fundamental belief, what are your thoughts uh, around that, uh, that uh, police statement last week? Yeah, this is really concerning, Neil. Um, uh, I mean, obviously, the event itself was uh, concerning and possibly one of the most 
dreadful things to happen on Australian soil, at least in, in my lifetime or at least in recent history. Uh, and that's why it's a shame to have to sort of get cranky and have a debate about it because you'd rather just let it rest in peace at the moment. But unfortunately, what's happened is that the uh, Queensland Police Force have attributed the uh, dreadful actions of the three shooters who, in a premeditated way, executed uh, police officers to what they called Christian fundamentalist extremist beliefs. And I sat there and thought, huh? Christian fundamentalist extremist beliefs are the reason why these shooters executed police officers? Where in Christianity do we find any kind of excuse for that kind of thing? Uh, And so I looked closer at what they were saying, and they said that this Christian fundamentalist extremist belief was a broad Christian belief known as premillennialism. Now, for those who don't know, premillennialism is that very, 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 very widely held conviction in the Christian church uh, that says that the millennium, the thousand-year reign of Christ, is in the future. And most people believe that there will be a rapture, uh, and after the rapture there will be a seven years of tribulation, and after the seven years of tribulation Jesus will return for his millennial kingdom, and then at the end of that there will be the new heavens and the new earth. And many people listening will go, oh yes, I'm familiar with that. Well, that's pre-millennialism. And what the Queensland police have done is label that a Christian extremist fundamentalist belief, which has led to the execution of police officers. Now, I find that to be unbelievably grievous. Uh, And uh, usually the authorities are very careful to double-check that a religion is capable of motivating violence before claiming that it was the motivator. And they've been very careful on that in the past in relation to Islam, but they haven't been careful here at all because the police acknowledged that this was a broad-based Christian belief, and if they had looked into it any further, they would know that premillennialists affirm the authority of Scripture and that Scripture condemns all uh, premeditated violence and Scripture teaches in multiple places the submission to the authorities, to the state and to the police. Uh, and so it's hard not to see either profound, reckless ignorance here or, uh, or uh, a, a, a nefarious intent to try and marginalise Christianity as something that is harmful when it is not. So a very, very sad development in relation to uh, that event. Martin, some will say we ought to give the uh, Deputy Police Commissioner the benefit of the doubt and uh, and blame ignorance here rather than something that uh, deliberately wants to tar every Christian with a terrorism brush. What are your thoughts here around uh, the, thoughts, the sorts of ways that we might interpret what uh, the Deputy Police Commissioner said? Look, I hope it is ignorance, but I think for somebody in that position uh, with a team of investigators and experts, ignorance really is no excuse. Uh, Usually, if they're looking at a terrorist event, they are looking very, very closely at the kinds of motivations that are possible, and they simply haven't done their homework in that case. It may be that the police involved have no understanding of Christianity at all, Uh, It may be that they've read some things like tribulation, millennium, and they've thought, well, that sounds crazy, and they've jumped to conclusions. That's no excuse for a professional body. That's no excuse for people who are charged with such important work and such sensitive work as this. Uh, I'd like to think it is ignorance. Uh, There may be 
maybe uh, just an underlying sense of apathy towards or an underlying sense of, of, of just maybe even a little bit of hostility towards Christian belief. And so therefore the readiness to make the assumption that Christianity could be the cause here. But I hasten to add this, premillennialism is a belief that has been around for a very, very, very long time. Uh, the popular version of it at the moment has been around for oh, well over, well, it's been around for about 200 years, popular since the mid-20th century, but other versions of premillennialism have been around even well before that. And it has never, ever motivated a single extremist terrorist event. Well, until now, you know, it just, it just doesn't pass the litmus test. It is an act of profound ignorance, which is very damaging because what this now means is that Christianity has been linked with terrorism in Australia. What this now means is that for the first time ever, we have a Christian terrorist event. And that is going to make a big impact on the way these investigations are done in the future. And it may even impact the way the authorities treat mainstream Christian beliefs like premillennialism. So we get tarred with the same brush, but let me just uh, ask you something perhaps a little deeper here, Martin. When an injustice is carried out in the name of Jesus, and we might all say, well, from time to time, it is possible that someone might get things wrong and uh, they are a Christian and they do something that is uh, out of the ordinary, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that Jesus endorses that injustice. Mm. Uh, thoughts here around, you know, when we do get it wrong, uh, that somehow or other you can be tarred with the same brush and demonised, as is the case with the Queensland police. Yeah, that's a really good point, Neil. And I actually had a conversation with somebody who was sort of curious about Christianity recently, and they were saying to me, ah, oh, yes, but... And we'll all be familiar with situations where people that, that, that phrase, oh, but, is, is, is followed by people saying, well, I knew someone once who did something bad, or I went to a church once that did a bad thing, or I had a bad experience with Christians or Christianity. And my reply is always, well, that's right, because you're focusing on the human beings involved. And, you know, Christianity itself teaches that human beings are catastrophically fallen. Uh, we are ignorant. We do err. We are prone to foolishness, and we're even prone to sin. And yes, we're even prone to evil. There is something in all of our hearts that, is, that corrupts us. Uh, and so if you are looking at human beings first and human institutions first, you will always find cause for disappointment. And so I said to this person, you know, don't, put, don't purely look at the human side because you will always see the sin. You will always see the error. Instead, what you need to do is look at God's side. And you need to say to yourself, is God real? And this person said, I believe that he is. Great. You know, is Jesus real? Did Jesus actually rise from the dead? Does history tell us that? And they said, well, I believe that it does. I said, right, the problem solved. Look to Christ, look to God, and look at what they say, and look at what they teach, and look at who God really is is. And that's where you'll find your answers. And that's where you'll find perfection. And that's where you'll find what every Christian is striving towards. Though we are afflicted by foolishness in this present life, I think it's really important for people to understand that. And anybody who is, has misgivings about Christianity or anybody who has in their past bad experiences with Christians, I just say to you, don't lose sight of the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't lose sight of God's great plan because people are sinners. Of course, we know that Jesus himself tells us that. 
Well, there's lots more to talk about and uh, we'll see how things continue to evolve as to how the conversation goes on that issue. But just to come back quickly to the ACL website where you can access that survey we were talking about around the Australian Law Reform Commission inquiry into Christian schools. Uh, The encouragement for listeners today, uh, if you do nothing else important today, this is the important thing you ought to do, is respond to that survey. You can find that link at the acl.org.au website and uh, also some uh, insight there into how you might respond if you're wondering how you'll actually uh, submit your survey. So ACL. Dot org dot au. Uh, Martin Isles, always just uh, full of great, insightful wisdom. And I want to thank you once again for taking that time to share those thoughts with listeners today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Always my pleasure. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.